Mindless Can, the podcast with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work and in your community. So a beautiful uh, good morning and uh, welcome to uh, the Kindness Can podcast for this morning. Morning, Paulie. Uh, good morning, Jane. Yeah, it's always, always nice to see you. And I'm so glad that we're joined by some people on our live recording of the podcast today. Let's have a, just um, a small moment to just pause and think about how much has happened in a matter of weeks. Because if we think about it, it was almost at this time uh, a week ago that um, we felt like we had, I don't know, clicked into something that was some movie script from some very badly written movie. Yeah, you know, I was reading an article again on the Daily Maverick today by Rebecca Davis. And she says, although to be resilient uh, is a wonderful attribute in life, I'm kind of tired of being the country and the people that are known for being resilient. Why can't we be the sexy country? Why can't we be the cool country? (laughs) But here we are again. And there's a wonderful side to that description that we are just so resilient and we are fielding so much at the moment. Um, And it fills me up with hope and pride. At the same time, going through the motions of being a resilient nation when the world uh, on the outside, the world on the inside is throwing so many curveballs at you. This is a full-time job. 100%. I mean, so here we are a week later. I want to chat about fear today because last night it kind of started to ratchet up again. I SMSed a friend of mine and I said, you know, how are you doing? And her exact words to me were anticipating what's to come. I was like, what? What do you mean? What are you anticipating? Aren't we good? Aren't we like we're a week down the road and everything's all fine? And I had to actually stop in that moment and be like, do not feed into this. Do not start packing a bag and putting your children in the car and driving to wherever you're going to go. I mean, everyone was talking about during the week that they were going to run. And I was like, where are you running to? And so many people came back and said, we don't know. We're going to run into the forest. We're going to run onto a golf course. We're going to run into the road. How terrifying that that's even part of our, our brain mechanism that we're going to run. We don't know where. Yeah. I think it's a very scary experience when you sit down and you start packing that suitcase and you realize you have nowhere to run to. The plan is that I'm packing something to run. And I think there are varying degrees of fear at the moment and fear states at the moment. And, and, and what I mean by that is we, there's still fear of what has happened and what we witnessed coursing through our veins. So our brain and our body is, is still very much on high alert from what has happened. Um, and we're still trying to work that out of our system. At the same time, there's lots of messaging going around that, yeah, this week is still critical. So there's an anticipation of, of what could still come. Uh, and that, that feeds into that fear as well. And we've got to be very, very careful of, of slowing this moment down and being very careful with what we do with it. Because fear is, is all part of a healthy function. Uh, to keep us safe and alive. But when it runs wild uh, and it overtakes the whole system, it starts to become less and less productive. And we start doing more and more irrational, 
um, things. And we, we need to pause and in this moment, even lean into some of the counterintuitive things, the things that your brain and body are not saying you should do in this moment because they could be far more healthy in this moment. For example, slowing down because fear tells you to just run. It tells you to fight. It tells you to just do anything. It's quite desperate as an emotion. So, yeah, as a starting point, really just trying to slow your system down, connecting with the here and now, allowing the other parts of your brain, which fear doesn't allow you to access, to start opening up again. That sort of rational, clearer thinking in this moment. So you know how we say that kindness isn't always about saying yes, it's about having um, uncomfortable conversations. There's one particular person that kept bombarding me and did up until I had to have that like quite, yeah, out there like, hey, um, I believe in the love and the light and the hope of the world. Please could you stop sending me this stuff? Because it was, you know, those voice notes that are forwarded so many times. It's like this message has been forwarded 10 million times. And it's just like that desperate voice of run, pack, you got to go. And then like just really like negative stuff about the country and where we're at. And I just had to go back and say like, I believe in the love and the lights and I'm hopeful Please, can you stop sending this to my cell phone? Oh, but those such a, yeah, those are such important conversations to be to be having right now because I know we've spoken about it before on the podcast about limiting the amount of media that you are consuming at the moment because that a lot of that media fuels the fear uh, in a very unhealthy way. So I think that the media are useful in raising attention to certain things so that the appropriate support can pull in and we can make it better. I think this experience has proved to many of us that using technology to communicate uh, as a community and connect as a community can be very useful, both in terms of keeping us safe, uh, practically and emotionally. But there's a limit to to all of that. Uh, And I think fear-mongering is one of those things that many of us gravitate towards as a way of trying to express our fear or act out our fear or feel like we're doing something useful with that fear. But of course, it's so not that. So before you hit forward, once again, slow it down, pause and think, what is this actually achieving in this moment? Uh, Really, really sticking to the facts in, in a crisis. What's really interesting as well is that we're all in different parts of this process. Um, Again, I liken it to a grieving process. Um, Got an SMS from a friend yesterday that just said, I'm so angry. I'm nowhere near forgiving what has happened. And I can only assume that, of course, that takes the facts into into the here and now. But also, that's also going to be based in fear, surely. I mean, not being able to let go of the anger and talk about not being able to forgive and not being able to move forward. Well, I know that you and I are definitely not here to tell people to wallpaper over any of their feelings uh, or say that any of their feelings in this crazy moment aren't valid. And because anger certainly is valid in this moment, I think people have the right to be angry uh, with all sorts of levels of of role players in in the situation and we really need to take the time to to unpack that but once again we've got to be very careful of what we do with that anger and where we direct it uh, because Mm. it can go to some pretty unhealthy unproductive spaces and I think fear uh, what we sometimes do with fear 
is we convert it into, into hate uh, or, or blame in some way. Uh, and when we hate or blame someone, that makes us feel once again like we're doing something with our fear, uh, something to protect ourselves. But like we spoke about over the weekend, if we want to live in a happy, peaceful society, which I know we all do, we need to be very careful that we're feeding into a solution, a long-term solution, and that we use democratic uh, processes to, to achieve that. Uh, and I don't think that hate fits into that. You know, I, I've woken up this morning, a week later, and I must say that the fear has kind of, I feel like it's coursed through me. I'm just tired. Mm. And I'm not a tired person by nature. I'm a get up and go. I mean, you can see the dress I've worn today. It looks like I'm ready to integrate into a sunshine parade because I'm almost trying to fool my brain that, no, you don't want to be in your pajamas now. I'm battling to get up in the morning. I'm battling to go to sleep in the evening. But if I look at where I was a week ago, I would tremble in bed every night. I would literally feel adrenaline coursing through my body into the early hours of the morning. I mean, and I was saying to Mike, there's got to be residual trauma and residual fear that is still trapped in my cells on a very, very deep level. That is why there is just this extreme exhaustion. Well, fear is exhausting. It's both emotionally and physically exhausting. We know the chemical processes involved uh, in fear. You know, all that cortisol that gets released to activate the fight or flight response, okay, um, that sends your whole system into high alert. Your heart beats quicker. You breathe um, shorter, shallower. Uh, your hands start to become sweaty. Uh, you start becoming jittery and moving. That, that all takes energy. It burns energy inside of you. So I think for all of us to be conscious and aware of that, not just today, uh, but over the course of the weeks to come, that this is what has happened to my brain and my body, and I need to do things to re-energize it again. And that sometimes means moving very slowly. It means getting into bed early, putting those phones down, turning off the TV, and trying our best to go to sleep early, um, resting in the day. So although I know that participating uh, in fixing things feels very hopeful, uh, and, and I support that, also finding a balance on that. I can't just go full tilt into that and ignore the other parts and feelings of this experience, which are my fear and my exhaustion. Uh, so kind of finding a balance on that also. And getting up in the morning and getting dressed and participating in routines are very good for us right now. So I encourage you to get dressed as if there is a sunshine parade out there. But through the course of the day, just checking in with that fear and that anxiety and that tiredness and asking important questions like, well, what can I do to help you in this moment? Maybe I need an extra glass of water today. Maybe I need to direct my thoughts to re reaffirming, uh, reassuring thoughts and affirmations in this moment. I'm safe here in this moment. I'm encouraged by the things that are happening around me today, letting your brain and your body know that you are okay. Just checking in with your breathing, taking nice, long, deep, even breaths through the course of the day. Just little things that you can do to replenish your system uh, in this moment. So Paul and I have started doing online facilitation for principals and schools, uh, getting ready to go into the online teaching space or into the classroom space next week. 
And what was quite interesting is, you know, when we opened the comments up after our facilitation, uh, one of the teachers said, you know, the fear has, it's on like a sliding scale. So you've got a child that was subjected to barricaded bedrooms, gunfire, smoke in the house. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got a child who thinks that Guy Fawkes happens twice a year and the parents have made the story up around the sounds not to traumatize the child. So, I mean, it would be remiss of us to think that we have all experienced the same thing, kind of like COVID, isn't it? I mean, here we go again, same storm, different boats, different um, impact, but nonetheless fearful. Absolutely. And I think being conscious of the fact that we are all in the same storm, uh, but different boats. And, and that requires us to check in with the people around us. Don't make assumptions about their experience or where they are at in this process. And I think what you said earlier around yeah, being, it being similar to, to grief and loss, there'll be different emotions at different time and different expressions of those emotions at different time for different people. So anticipate that from the people around you. And the way that we help ourselves and them with that is by checking in. How are you today? And I don't want the polite, I'm fine. I want to know really, where are you today physically in your life? Physically in terms of in your area, what was the level of safety? In your area or in your house, where are you at in terms of food and supplies? Emotionally, where are you at in all of this? Tell me specifically, is it the anxiety is it the fear? Uh, is it the anger? Is it the hope? Where are you at at the moment? Uh, and then put that on a scale of one to 10 to me so I can understand uh, and I can respond to that for you. I'm smiling. You can see me smiling because I get quite hardcore with you because, of course, <laughs> you're the psychologist and our working um, marriage and I have to get quite like, hey, babe, like, how are you? Like, tell me how you really are. I want the truth from you. I have to, like, really drill down into you because, yeah, some, some people are easier to crack than others as well, which makes it a little bit harder for the people on the other side to ask, how are you doing today? Yeah, and I think it's a good point, Jane. Uh, I think that if someone is asking you how you are uh, and it is someone who you trust uh, and someone who you care about, yeah, lean into it. Uh, take the opportunity to share where you are at. It's, it's a gift to them to sometimes hear and know because they care. And it's a gift to you, everyone, no matter who you are in the situation. Um, whether you're the president, whether you are the head of the gift of the givers, whether you are a parent, uh, no matter who you are in this moment, you are allowed to have the feelings that you are having and find the places where you can go to share those and get the support that you need. I think it's so important that we continue to talk through this experience. And I'm going to say it again. I, I get such goosebumps when I see people cleaning up. I feel so heartened this morning when I wake up and I hear that M13 and their cars running down. And I think to myself, every single person who got in their car today and go to work, you are brave and courageous. Okay. And you are sending a message loud and clear that we are a country uh, that is resilient and hardworking and cool and sexy. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be making the space to talk uh, every day about what this is 
what this has been like, uh, what this means, uh, and what this means as it unfolds. Yeah, but in saying that, you heard the M13 today, but I can guarantee that there are many people that think it is not business as usual. Mm. Why am I being asked by my boss to go in today when the ash is barely off the streets? I mean, we've gone through a lot, and I suppose people's processing is different. So for me to show up on a Monday morning, business as usual during a pandemic with children at home, and that's also, I just want to have a moment for the parents. I mean... <laughs> oh my gosh I said to my kids yesterday I feel like I'm I, I, I like all I do is see you and I love you and I dig you but just give me a break bro it feels like pressure cooker you know what I mean so I reckon that there are a lot of people on this Monday morning that don't feel like it's business as usual as usual they don't want to get into their cars and drive out to the office yeah you I mean and I, I think that you know to to, to make a note that different communities are in different stages of this as well. We know that communities uh, in Isipingo and Phoenix, for example, over the weekend, were still experiencing very threatening attacks uh, on, on their homes. Um, and that's different from different areas who earlier in the week uh, went through that. And I, and I make space for that. And I hold space for those, those communities in this conversation today. And so, yeah, some of the things that we are suggesting in here will be applicable at different times for different peoples. I think we've got to recognize that. And I hope that for all the employees and all the bosses, uh, and we said it to the teachers in that, that call that we made over, over the weekend, uh, that when you arrive at work today, it's, the value of it is that we are not, we're showing up, which is great. Uh, we're allowing ourselves to get into a routine and be consistent be surrounded by things which are predictable, which help us manage some of the fear and the anxiety. But once again, make space for the fact uh, for what you've been through. And, and it's not business as usual today. And we said to the teachers on that call, when your kids arrive at school today, your job is to see them, is to hear them, is to love them, is to be just consistent and safe in this moment. Who cares about calculus today? Mm. Uh, and I would imagine that that's something similar in the workspace today. There will be some things which are priorities and there'll be some things which are not. Um, and yeah, we be gentle with, with each other in that experience. So if we're talking about fear today, we've spoken about slowing it down. Um, we've spoken about, you know, saying to people on WhatsApp, please don't, I mean, I did, please don't send me negative stuff. Same on Facebook. Um, we spoke about the, the secondary trauma of going back. And I mean, I know that now the videos are all happy, cleaning, singing, rebuilding, together we are one. But let's not forget, yeah, where we were a week ago. Mm. Yeah, I, I think there, there'll be phases to that as well. There will be the cleanup. Uh, there'll be the getting back to business. Uh, and then a time will come where we have to reflect on what happened in this moment um, and start to look at how do we make changes to, to our system, to our country, so that everyone who lives here can feel safe, uh, can feel supported and feel like they have access to, yeah, the basic things that we all need uh, to thrive in, in this country. Going back to some practical tools, Jane, I, I think certainly trying to get into a routine uh, trying to su surround yourself with the consistent and the predictable, 
um, talking about it, using our mindfulness type techniques. So using your breath, using affirmations, using visualizations to help connect your brain, your body and yourself to the here and now, because fear and anxiety will drive you into the what ifs, what if this, what if that, what if that. Those are bridges that are yet to come and they might not even happen. So really pulling your system into what is, uh, and we use those grounding techniques to help us. Uh, a wonderful kind of image to, to hold onto is drop an anchor. So when you're starting to feel very scared, uh, drop yourself an anchor into the here and now, whatever that is, whether that is closing your eyes and visualizing something beautiful, whether that's focusing on your breath, uh, whether that is, yeah, stepping outside into the garden and, and going for, for a walk if it feels safe and right. Whatever it is, drop an anchor in, in your life to just ground yourself in, in the here and now. I love that. I've been hanging on to that dropping an anchor. Paul and I have actually recorded some meditations and some breath work uh, up at uh, kindnesscan.co.za, the little files for you to go and listen to. Close your eyes, find somewhere quiet. And um, yeah, just breathe. Uh, also, um, we have created an online facilitation, uh, as I mentioned, for schools and staff, uh, practical um, tips uh, with some you know, elements of storytelling and uh, also for shopping malls. If you are a shopping mall that has gone through um, extensive and immense trauma and you're needing support uh, for your teams, uh, please reach out to us at info at kindnesscan.co.za. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow again at nine, Jane, uh, where we will continue to to unpack this unfolding experience for all of us. Sending lots you all of love, everybody. Love. Yeah. yeah, lots of love. Have a beautiful day, everyone. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.